Once again, we are together forever playing some Iron Sworn. How you doing, Caleb? There we go. I'm doing good. I'm feeling great. You know, I feel like I've set a reputation in Iron Sworn, but Starforged, whole new game. I've only had good rolls in this one. Excuse We're me. We're going to continue the streak. Yeah, I said Iron Sworn. We're in Starforged. Iron Sworn, Starforged. Whole different thing. Whole new chance for uh, destruction and chaos. Um, Caleb, yeah, hopefully uh, you do good. Your last session was pretty damn good and it's kind of set us yeah. on an interesting trajectory. We've made some progress since we last had you on. We sure have. We've killed some whales. <laughs> whales have been slaughtered for their blubber. Um, what else happened? I, I guess I should kind of recap it a little bit. Uh, first of all, thanks to Zakia, we have a uh, vampire pirate who has fallen in love with us. Uh... But that doesn't mean the rest of his vampire bros don't want our blood and they're kind of after us. We haven't really come across them in a little while. But then we also uh, finally reached the Stargate. And at this Stargate, Aaron did a great job of describing it in a very mathematical sense of what it might look like. But we basically decided there was like two doors or a door that you would have to have open in order for a ship to go through. And we decided for the practicality of it being a challenge that the door was closed. So we went into this Stargate uh, to try to figure it out. And it was alien. I, I think we decided that these Stargates are not man-made. They've kind of just Ooh, been love around. That. Which makes sense that we now have those star maps because they tell us where these Stargates are, right? Yeah. So we go in and we discover that the issue isn't within the the ship itself the the bigger issue is that there is a ship of some kind lodged in the door so we Incredible. can't get anywhere until we get that ship out i think that's where we last left it with aaron so i'm going to kind of leave it to you to decide how we tackle this obstacle um do we try to you know, force the doors open? Do we go out on in our own kind of like spacesuit and try to figure out how to get the ship dislodged? What do you think is the best yeah. approach? So I I love that this is our issue is that we've just, you know, parked a we're basically in a traffic issue. Now, it's like we're on the six. No, let me be clear, <laughs> it's not our ship. It's some other ship that has just right, wedged right. itself in the door. That has just parked itself in the door. Yeah. So I think, in my mind, uh, you know, Nakata is a really uh, uh, talented pilot, and I also think they know a lot about ships in general. So I think, th in their mind, there is a very particular way of, like, I don't know, AAA towing vehicles out here in space, but it's a very intricate, um, almost like docking process, where the okay. two ships have to communicate and then physically connect and so I'm thinking, like, um, we get some, like, Firefly flavor in here where these there's these big rigging pipes almost, these big hooks that will have to be dra uh, dragged, drug, whatever that verb is. <laughs> yeah, wh whatever the correct <laughs> past participle of it is. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. hook, go to ship. <laughs> um, but but Nakata's going to have to get out of their personal spaceship, take those big hooks, those connecting tubes, rig them into the the lodge ship and then try and 
sort of rocket it backwards with a show of force from our gotcha, station. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're going to hook into the free. old ship and then tow it away. Yep. Essentially. All right. So I'd imagine Nakata goes back to the ship, gets in, explains what needs to be done to the to the rest of the Ironlanders. I don't know if they have a ton of experience doing this, but I'm sure KB kind of walks them through their artificial intelligence of what to yeah. do. Um, we could simply face danger as uh, our friend Nakata gets into their spacesuit and flies out to begin the process of putting this stuff together and see how we do. Or if you want to try mm-hmm. to secure an advantage of some kind, however you want to approach this. I think let's just straight up face danger. I'm not sure how we could acquire an advantage on on towing, but I think we should go straight into playing AAA. Let's let's play it the way we understand it. We're going to face danger. So, let me Got find it. All right, are we doing this with edge, heart, iron shadow or wits? Um, I think it's it's wits because it is all about positioning and sort of uh, you know, the angle at which we're going to tackle pulling that thing free. Um, you know, once the, the hitches are installed, it's all about how you pilot it back. So I think we're using our brain here. All right, so you're going to roll plus wits, and hopefully you do well. Let's see which, what you do. I've got to say, on this show, it is always a bad move when you're a Mayday player using your brain. Because we just, <laughs> we don't have one. Uh, case in uh, point... Oh, there you go. That's a critical failure, a complication. That's a complication. That I should never use my brain ever. And you know, you rolled pretty well on that action score. You rolled an eight, but yeah. you also rolled double eights on the challenge die. For those of you new to uh, Starforged, a complication is very bad. It's like a critical failure. Uh, let's go to the handbook here and see what it says. On a miss, you fail, or a momentary success is undermined by a dire turn of events you have to pay the price <laughs> roll a d100 uh, for me and let's pay the price okay let's pay it i've heard that from you one too many times time Sergio. to pay the troll toll my friend <laughs> if you want inside this boy's hole <laughs> 61 on a 61 your equipment or vehicle malfunctions oh no that's a very bad turn of events now, because it's a complication, I'm going to have to make us make a roll for the ship. Uh, I believe it's a... Let me pull up your assets. So your ship has... Currently, your ship is at full health. We did repair it uh, last session. I forgot to mention that. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, we did find a way to uh, he- uh, repair it a little bit. But we're going to take some damage. We're going to withstand damage... When your vehicle faces a damning, damaging situation. So first, Caleb, paint the picture. How is our ship damaged um, in this process? You know, I think that once we've hitched in, I, I think there's something we're not completely realizing about this uh, this lodged ship. Hmm. Because the concept is, is that it's sort of like half in and half out of this gate, right? Yeah. So I think that there is something on the other side of this gate that we did not take into account when we thought of towing this ship. Um, And because of that, it's way heavier than we ever expected. 
And the, the calculations are all off because of that. So when we pull all the way back, it's far too much for our ship to handle. Um, and it starts to strain uh, at our metal. And, you know, I, I picture the hitches coming off at certain points and ripping yeah. some of our hull free with it as we realize that, you know, either that thing is lodged in something in another dimension on the other side of the Stargate or something on the other side wants the the ship a whole lot more sure. than we do. Sure, sure. Or the ship is maybe shaped in a way that, like, imagine a T. Suddenly, it, it just can't yeah. go backwards or something. Exactly. It's getting caught on the edges. All know? right, so our plan definitely fails, and we probably have to proceed with a different kind of plan moving forward. But let's withstand some damage and see what happens uh, with that. The first boy, thing you're going to oh do, boy. because it's a hardcore complication... Let's reduce the health of your ship by two. So you're going to go from five to three. Gotcha. Then you're going to roll integrity, which is just the current state of the ship, which is at plus three. So roll one of okay. your plus three stats, doesn't matter which. And okay. hopefully you roll well. Oh. A weak hit. A weak hit. On a weak hit, your vehicle is not battered. You may lose momentum minus one in exchange for one integrity. Otherwise, press on. So you could go from losing two integrity to just one, but you have to reduce your momentum to do so. Okay. You want to do that, or you want to just take Yeah. That? No, I want to burn it. I can't justify uh, taking any extra risk here. All right, so your momentum is going to go to three. Okay. But the uh, the ship's integrity is going to go to four. It only reduced by one. Got it. So yeah, there's definitely some kind of hull damage. Uh, the ship doesn't like it. KB doesn't like it. KB probably refuses to continue in that in this uh, this idea. We got to come up with a new idea to get the ship dislodged. What do we do? Got it. I think that Nakata takes it into their own hands as they commonly do. Uh, as we did the last time I was in charge of Nakata. <laughs> I think that they're going to throw themselves basically inside of the ship, entering through the side that is still in this realm. Uh, wh whatever access ha uh, hatch we can find, I imagine it's not the actual entrance into the ship or, or anything you're supposed to do, but it's sort of the back channels. Um, and I think that they're going to try and get the ship moving from the inside, even if that means going through the gate halfway through it oh, to make it happen. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so here... All right, so we're, we need to get into the ship. Um, I guess undertaking an expedition is just kind of part of the process of getting into the ship. We're, we're going to get in one way or another. So maybe we undertake an expedition when you trailblaze a route through perilous uh, space, or through a terrain, or through a site. So let's decide, are we rolling with edge, shadow, or wits? Well, um, I'd like edge. <laughs> um, I, it, I think if that we're, If we're edge, doing edge, we're moving with speed. So we're just trying to get in there quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, they're aware of the situation and they want to be done with whatever interdimensional <laughs> bullshit they're about to pull off as fast as possible. Gotcha. All right. So I do want to show you on Nakata's uh, character sheet, uh, one of the lowest 
Vows currently is open the doors of the Stargate. We have oh. 246 progress on that. So cool. getting into this ship shouldn't be a long ordeal. We're very close to the end. Uh, we did fail once, so I'm going to put one check mark towards the vampires catching up with us. Uh, yeah. But actually, I'll put two check marks just because it's a dangerous quest. Okay. We are going to undertake the expedition of going inside. Uh, you're going to roll with Edge. Tell me how you do. All right, here we go. Oh, a strong hit. Finally, your Thank luck God. is looking better, right? Yeah, that complication had to be because I mentioned it. Like, I just need to stop uh, having any sort of confidence in myself. That's yeah. the secret. Yeah. Uh, on a strong hit, you reach a waypoint. Envision the location and mark progress per the rank of your expedition. Uh, so, we are going to mark progress on the um, trying to, you know, kind of get this ship, get you know, get the doors open of the Stargate, which means we have 8 out of 10. And Rocking. Uh, we come upon a waypoint. Is there a particular waypoint you'd like to come across? Um... Okay, so this this waypoint can be just about anything to represent we've gotten closer to the goal, right? Uh, yes, um, I mean, this waypoint could, if we wanted to, be the helm of the ship, be the, uh, you know, the navigation system. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I was picturing this moment, and hopefully you can follow me here, and, and, and you think this works as well. I'm thinking in the middle of, uh, because... You know, the doors are, are sort of half open. This ship is lodged in the center, half in and out of our space. I think that would mean that in the middle of the ship, as Nakata gets inside and makes their way towards the helm, in the middle of the ship is sort of like an interdimensional slurry. Yeah, like, that's I interesting. To get to the actual cockpit, they have to move through this sort of like membrane of time and space where reality's gone all fucky in the middle of the ship. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm in the business of never giving us what we actually want. That's why Mayday fucking hates when I play this. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I think before we get to the cockpit, I think we got to get through this weird, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, re uh, there you go, Lex. Reality is fucky-wucky. We need to get through the fucky-wucky space before we get to the cockpit. Yeah, th it's an interesting idea. I like the idea of, like, you see the kind of the temporal rift and you go through it. Maybe you're you're not necessarily in the helm of the ship, but you're, like, in the, the main hangar area. And maybe there's a, even, like, a, a window or porthole and it looks like a completely different star system. You're, like, you yeah. can see somewhere else. Yeah, and I, I, I picture in my mind sort of like... Um, uh, like a kaleidoscope of different separate realities of ourselves. Like outside of the cockpit, we can see a world we've never been to. Mm -hmm. But we can also see distantly ourselves looking back at ourselves in another cockpit and oh. another time. And it's all in weird sort of Doctor Strange Technicolor and, uh, uh, you know, uh, breaks out in fractals as yeah. we're, we're moving across. I it's love it's that. a weird trip, man. <laughs> all right, so... The question becomes, we have 8 out of 10 progress, do we roll and the success means we find the helm of the ship, or do you want to make more progress, you want to have 10 out of 10 before you make a roll? 
if I roll with that eight, it's an eighty percent chance, right? I'm yeah, getting that yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean, how could I fuck that up, right? <laughs> so if you want to bring this expedition to a close, uh, meaning we find the helm of the ship, we figure out how to how to move it around or get it out of here. Um, go ahead and roll two d ten, and okay, 2D10. you want both of them, or at least one of them, to be less than eight. Oh man, <laughs> let's see. Okay, okay, four and one is five. That is a strong hit. Awesome. We are going to finish the expedition. On a strong hit, you reach your destination or complete your survey. Mark a reward on your Discovery's Legacy track. This was uh, dangerous, so I'm going to real quick go to progress, go to our legacies, and do another check mark, which actually means more experience. Uh, so we have six experience now, which would we should definitely spend at some point. But the point is that any allies who share this expedition also market the reward. All right, explain to me how we successfully get this ship out of the way and clear the Stargate on a very so strong I, I think that that weird interdimensional slurry is probably what took this crew or whatever happened to this ship. That is definitely what, what took them. And so as Nakata manages to take control and move themselves through and they're, they're fighting the different visions of other worlds and uh, realities, they, f they come through on the other side in a completely different place, but at the helm, in control, and the ship is, thankfully, against all odds, um, okay on, on this side. Um, and I think that they put it immediately into gear. They they pull up the landing gears or whatever it is, the emergency brake. That in, in my mind, it's like my Volkswagen just popped the, <laughs> the emergency brake, and now you move the fucking thing. Um <laughs> And now they're going to pull back through the portal and out to the, the other side where our tribe is. All right. Um, and I think that there's sort of this picture of as it comes through the dimensional rift back through the Stargate, that uh, lodged ship becomes uh, entirely broken. Like on the other side, it's a wreck. In our version of the Stargate where we found it, it's a derelict ship. And on the other side... It's operable enough that you can pilot it. Interesting, um, and, and that could be a reason for how it gets stuck in the you know the center of the Stargate. Gotcha, gotcha. We pull backwards. The ship, half of it looks like it's brand new. Half of it looks like it's completely you know eroded and falling apart. But sure enough, you're able to dislodge it on a strong hit. Th that gate opens, and we now th know that we can go through. So I would assume that Nakata abandons this ship and jumps back onto our ship, right? Oh, hell yeah, dude. We're not going into uncharted territory without our baby, okay? We're getting back on our ship. Getting back on our clunker with KB and the other uh, Iron Landers. Yep. All right. So I imagine there's probably some rules to these Stargates. We have star maps. That yeah. uh, infer that there are multiple Stargates. We had discussed going to a Stargate or traveling through the Stargate towards uh, the 
closer rim of the forge, getting closer to the population of the forge, moving away from this, like, outskirts, the void that we're in. Or we could mm-hmm. go to another sector of the void. What do you want okay. to do? Well... Okay, so if we go to a different part of the forge that's not creating a new sector that is inhabiting the the same sector, basically, right? No, no, no. If we basically, I'm giving you the option of staying in the same ring, the same sector. You know what I mean? Like, imagine oh. the forge is, you know, there's like a black hole in the center, and then everything yeah. expands circularly, right? So mm-hmm. we're in the farthest edges in the void. We could either move closer to the center, or we could continue exploring the void. Hell no, dude. I hate the void. <laughs> All my homies hate the void. We're going to go find some people. All right. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see any ring where someone is alive and not a fucking vampire. Exactly. I think that's a, a very good point. We want to get away from these vampires. We're going to go through the Stargate. Um, I think that... We should undertake an expedition, make it only troublesome. We're just going from point A to B in this wormhole. But mm-hmm. this this journey is going to undertake... It's going to represent the amount of time that we spend in the wormhole traveling, right? Yeah. It, maybe it'll give us some time to sojourn. Right now, Nakata's a little beat up spirit-wise and health-wise. And Very true. If we do run into any problems, it would be ship-wise, right? It would be like a ship problem it wouldn't be necessarily you know we're, we're going through hyperspace so like it would just be a more internal issue right yeah yeah okay so we're going to let's see first of all we need to make some progress on the extreme goal of finding a new home for the tribe we've hit two progress out of 10 for that so we're slowly making some progress Damn straight. Uh, We can clear this whole thing with reaching the Stargate. We've done that. We can clear opening the door. And now we need to undertake a journey. So first, let's decide how troublesome it is. We're just going to mark it troublesome. We're going to say survive the jump. Right? Survive the jump. Uh, Works for me. uh, Let's also find out where in the forge we are going. Um, let's find the lore side of all of this. Starting sector, let's see, 104. We're going to build a sector in a second, but I wanted to see... Zoom in. Hmm. Oracles, choose your truths. Starships, planets. I've like completely forgotten. There's this great section on just like the lore of everything. Story. Is there like a like a very safe sector uh, that we could roll on? Like I mean, a, a very safe place table. I mean, I would imagine the more <laughs> central you get uh, in the forge, maybe technically like the more society is there. So maybe the more safe it is. God, I hope so. You know, I would hate that we get to the first ring and it's like, oh, you're in the middle of a super massive, you know, mega death of a star. All right, so here here we go. So we have the void, which is what we're in. The next closest ring is called the Expanse. 
and ex explained as only a few bold pioneers have delved these far-flung reaches. If you're ready to face the dangers of lonely exploration with uncharted space, start here. Okay. So the expanse is a little bit better than the void, but not perfect. It might be a nice habitable zone where we can find a planet where the um, the jungle is going to leave us alone. That big corporation. Hey, I know that this is sort of like opening up the kimono here, and I know that this is taking us apart from what we're talking about here. But did that just say under the void paragraph not to start your campaign here? Does it say in great big bold letters, "Don't start your campaign here"? Don't start your campaign here. Yes, it does. What have we done? So, we just break every role we we get, right? Yep, congratulations. Let's do the expanse. Let's make this a real campaign. <laughs> we, we we can start the credit roll here. This is where like Spider-Man No Way from No No Way Home pops up right here. The credits start. After we'll, we'll go yep. to the expanse. After 7 sessions, we are officially starting our Starforge campaign. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell Sean Tompkin that we did not break the rules and start in the fucking void. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll oh. never do it again. Well, I think yeah, I think um our our campaign might be an example that he might need to remove that line because <laughs> I mean we did it. We did it. Okay, yeah. we're undertaking an expedition. Let me go to the moves here so we know exactly what we're doing. Um this we are going to either move with Edge, Shadow, or Wits. I kind of think Edge is the only thing that makes sense since we're in hyperspace. Go ahead and roll plus Edge. I will. And uh, hopefully you roll well. And hopefully oh, we make some don't progress. Say that. It's a weak hit. It's what they used to call me in college. <laughs> On a weak hit, as above, you do reach a waypoint. Uh, you do mark progress, but this progress costs you. So... Uh, first, let's mark progress. We're going to go okay. up by three. So we have three out of ten. And, um, we reach a waypoint. We can decide what that is. But we do have yes. to either suffer a move or face a peril. And a peril would just be rolling a d100. Okay. Suffer a move? What does that do us? Do we to have us to again? either suffer damage to the ship, damage to ourselves... Uh, a stress. Um, I don't want any of those. Yeah. Let's do a peril. Okay. Roll a d100. Oh, Let's find out what peril uh, we okay. kind of have to deal with as we're hyperspace traveling. And you know what? The last oracle roll really lived up to our idea that it just sort of fill, fills in with what's appropriate. So let's see if this one does too. A, uh, 68, which is one less than it needed to be. I know. Almost 68, nice. power fails. Power fails. Oh, <laughs> what a great reason for a sojourn. I, <laughs> In my mind, we like zap into that sort of quantum realm, you know, Star Wars, you get the big fucking uh, white beams shooting across the ship, right? We're zooming through the fourth dimension, whatever it is, and as soon as we get in, the lights die immediately, and we're drifting through, like, the halfway point between uh, uh, dimensions, between travel, between the rings. Now, now um, here's where I'm going to push back a little bit. This was a weak hit, so it wasn't a total failure. I okay. think the ship goes dead but it's still in hyperspace it's still traveling at light speed 
you know, because this Stargate is doing the work. You know what I mean? The Stargate is just throwing us through a, t- you know, a hyperspace tube. So our, right. our issue is we're going to come out the other side, but we're going to come out with no power. So maybe we should work on that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, yes. So we're, we're still, you know, rocketing towards our destination, but with no power, we have yes. no life support system. Yes. So it's a matter of if we don't get this fixed pronto, we're going to fucking die. So I'm going to present an option to you. We can either continue to undertake the expedition, getting us that much closer to getting, you know, ending the jump, or okay. you want to divert your attention to trying to get the power on. We'll say that they'll survive the jump. The jump's not going to be more than an hour, I think, of, of travel time. Yes. Now, if I sojourn, does that get in the way of either of these options? <sighs> Let's look at sojourn, I, because I think sojourn is meant to take some time, and I'm... Yeah, because I don't think I can sojourn if I can't, like, see. Fair. Or breathe. Fair. Yeah, there's you can't really relax, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. We don't want to suffer. We want to recover. When you spend time recovering within a community, so it's about recovering in the community, you could attempt to heal, which is just like getting medical care. That I could say you could do in an hour. Um, you could try to hearten yourself by socializing or being intimate with somebody. Okay. I I still don't think we can be intimate if the lights are off. Well, I guess you can be intimate <laughs> if the lights are off. Hey, whoa, what are you saying, Caleb? You can be intimate, whatever. Um, I think it's tough if you're dying of lack of oxygen, then. I'll, I'll put it that way. Let's deal with this power situation. All right. Uh, because I think there's also this implication of we're flying through you know, the interdimension. God knows what time does here. Sure. So who knows if, you know, it's going to go out faster than we expect it to. Let's fix this shit. Okay, let's not make this too difficult. Let's decide a role that will solve this problem. Maybe we can make a repair role, uh, which is usually used to fix your vehicle. Uh, Let's see, make your own repair or direct a companion. You can roll plus wits. On any kind of a hit, you can gain repair points. You, uh, we'll say that it won't repair your ship, but it will get the power back on, right? So it's more of like a flavor. We accomplished it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Parker would that... be back with their ridiculous uh, comments in our chat. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> roll plus wits, and let's see how we do. We miss All you, right. Parker. It's been a couple of uh, couple of weeks since we've seen you around. It's good to see you. Let's see. We're going to roll wits for all the kids who will die in the climate all wars. Right. This is for them. A weak hit. All right. So on a hit, which we got, uh, you gain repair points, and we will say that the power comes back online. What do you think was the problem? Well, why did it shut off? Um, I think there's a lot of stress involved in cutting metal through uh, you know other dimensions and i think the the reality of the trip was too much for a rust bucket like our ship yeah um i also think that maybe ships that undergo these sort of travels would have very particular means put into the ship's equipment to be able to withstand something like this and i don't think we know that we're dummies um, so I think that's part of it too. And I think it's just the shock, the initial 
like push into the other dimension is what you know basically breaks our our engine and we start to flood yeah and, you know, i think we're, we just have we're a stalling really, we have a really old beat up ship i mean it, it when we found it it was like an archaeological relic you know what i mean so yeah yeah it's the space wagon for all sure. right power we, comes back online power comes back online shall we continue undertaking a journey hell yeah well no i want to sojourn i forgot i'm sorry i forgot my own shit um, I mean, I think that we're still going towards our destination, but yeah. we're treating this as a moment of peace because okay. for whatever reason, I think we're alone here. All right. Um, so let's, let's do something with Sojourner. You will be rolling plus heart. Um, so go ahead and roll that. Let's see how you do. Okay. Weak hit. Boom. Take it. Auto weak hit as above, which means that you uh, you do uh, you can make two of these recover moves, heal heart okay. and repair or supply or resupply. Okay. Uh, but time is short or resources are strained. Time is short. You and your allies each make one recover move instead of two, so you're only going to make one. You want to heal or you want to hearten. Oh, ah, we got a hearten, right? That yeah, that helps our spirit. Your your spirit is the lowest, yeah. Yes, let's hearten then. All right, again, roll plus heart. Okay, give me one second because my fumble fingers exited out of the roll twenty. Oh I'm no! I'm sorry, chat. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Let me okay, see. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll do it for you. I can roll. Oh, oh do do Shit. not! I'm here. All I'm right, here. do all not. Right. All right, hands off. I need. My luck. <laughs> oh, that's, an opportunity. That's why you roll. Woo! That's excellent. Uh, on a strong hit, you find your companionship or comfort. You take Your spirit is strengthened. Um, if you are shaken, which you are not, uh, otherwise take plus two spirit. Uh, if you make this move as you sojourn, take plus one more. So you're going to take a total of three. Interesting. Beautiful. So three spirits, and it's an opportunity, you know, describe to me how this is even better than just gaining three uh, spirit. And, you know, I'll I'll even allow if you want to increase the spirit by one or something, if you wanted to do that. Um, how about this? Would you give me one health to go with it? Sure. Uh. And I'll give you some explanation. I think yes. that in the absence of power and getting it back on, the lights back on, everybody brought back under better spirits, realizing we have so much time. I think we all sit down and we get to reminiscing about where we've come from and mm. you know everything that's happened up to this point. And someone at that you know communal table uh, reminisces about uh, a recipe from home. Uh, you know, some sort of meal that, that we all used to love. And I think it comes down to trying to recreate that under intergalactic measures to try and, you know, chase the nostalgia of, you know, can we create that in space? And so the entire crew gets together to cook that old mm. meal of the tribe. And it's nowhere near the way it's supposed to be, but it reminds them of home and that, you know, meal using video game log- logic gives us some health. And, I, I, and I like that. Back to heart. Totally works. I like the moment. I like the scene. I like keeping it uh, with the tribe. Um, all right. Beautiful. Now, shall we undertake an expedition? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's undertake that thing. We've got three out of ten. We're very close. We just need a couple of good rolls to get out of this thing. Go ahead and roll. Uh, I believe it's edge because that is the stat we want to use. I'll take it. A weak hit. Get me out of okay. here. All right. Uh, we will mark progress if I remember correctly. So that's six out of ten now. However, okay. I don't think it's the best when you roll a weak hit. So you're either going to make a suffer move or you're going to face another peril. Dude, I'm all about these perils, man. The perils Let's are fun. The perils are a lot of fun. Let me pull them up. They are on page 142. I'm going to have this book memorized by the time we're done with this. Uh, roll a D100 and tell me what you get. Okay. Let's do it. Rolling on the edge. Finally. Hey, nice. You got your number. 69 <laughs> Funny enough, 69, power f the power fails. Oh my god, man. How, how can we interpret this in a, in a different way? Does it uh, have to be the power turning out again? I mean, <laughs> god, I don't know what it would be other than that. I think it's hilarious that they're, you know, trying to cook this recipe. Oh. Um, and then... <laughs> I guess it kills the fucking power again. I mean, it's, um, it's got to work because your health went up. So, like, you ate the meal. Yeah. This is just, yeah. you know, a few Let's minutes later. Let's roll again. Fuck, fuck this one. No, roll it again. Uh, yeah, I'm calling I like veto. that attitude. I like that attitude. Roll another yeah. one. Recall. Just like a good Californian. <laughs> Let's go. That was not serious, by the way. 19. 19. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> A familiar foe appears or sends an ominous message. A familiar foe appears or sends an ominous message. Maybe those space vampires say that we, 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 we're tracking you. Yeah, I would love... I think that the use of a Stargate leaves a lot more presence than we were originally aware of. Um, I don't know what that is, whether it's like energy fields that can be tracked or something the Stargate gets sent out in the surrounding area or whatever it is. But I believe the Vampirates, the Dracul, definitely catch on to that. Um, you know, Eli in the chat had a good suggestion of maybe it's the jungle finally registering ooh. that there is a ship using what was supposed to be a closed uh, gate. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. All right. Yes. No, I don't Stick think anything. Nothing terribly bad happens because it was a weekend. No. But would we be aware? Would the Ironlanders be aware that they know we know that kind of thing? Hmm. Because, I think for now, no. I think that right. should be a little bit of dramatic irony to come up later. Of we know we got to make that thread happen, but I don't think our characters know. Okay, I do think. Uh, we currently have zero progress on the menace track for the jungle stopping the Ironlanders from escaping. I'm just going to put one uh, because it's been a long, long time. And I think this is a clear sign that they're aware what of us. A, what a coward you are, Sergio. <laughs> where's where's the doom to repeat, Sergio, that I know and love? Because this whole one menace I'm trying to reform, thing? man. I'm trying to reform because oh, doom to repeat... 
R2 wrecked me, and uh, I just... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, if anything will make you go to rehab, it's season two. I just, yeah, I need to relook at my priorities as a DM, because... I just... It was I miss the days that you and I used to get strung out in a hotel room. Uh, uh, <laughs> that that smooth trauma syringe, baby. And you know what? <laughs> if we if we got to become better people, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Back to Eli's bringing us back to the stars and chill. No bringing up the the trauma of doomed repeat. Um, okay. So we. Um, what did we last decide? Oh yeah, we got we, we the jungle is aware of us, but we can yeah under, the plants know we can undertake the expedition though we can continue uh, rolling edge. Yeah, let's get another weak hit. We let's, can just stack on the enemy. Let's stack them on. All of them are coming for us. All right, one d one hundred. Uh, no, no, you're gonna roll. Uh, oh, edge, 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 edge. 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 I'm already assuming I failed. <laughs> oh, we hit. Okay, okay, there you go. Uh, we now <laughs> have nine out of ten. We are going to uh, roll peril. Roll a d hundred. Yeah, because I'm not sacrificing these rolls. We're, Finally, we're too low as it is. Yeah, I don't want to suffer. Yeah, thirty-seven. I don't know what that boy's done. Dirty seven, isolation or fear presses in. Ooh, God, I love that. Isolation yeah, I or mean, fear presses in. It makes so much sense, doesn't it? Um, the, the Ironlanders have never been in hyperspace. They don't know what's like happening, never. you know? Yeah, and I think as they get this far away, uh, you know, maybe the, the whole time that they've been doing this journey behind themselves, there's been that Stargate that, you know big fissure in the sky that signals that you can go back. I think that um, as they've gotten this far away, that gate has closed or gotten so far from the horizon that it can't be seen. Sure. And immediately I think everyone in the crew is, is suddenly become very aware that there's no going back. There's no going home. And you, you can sit here and you can recreate as many recipes as you can. There's no doubting where you actually are. You know, I think that becomes the prevailing concern of the Ironlanders. But, you know, we're on a mission to bring everybody to a new planet at some point. So, Very you true. know, I think the, 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 the doubt creeps in. But the truth is that there is a way back. Um... Maybe just not as easy as we think. It's it's certainly going to still be a long journey, right? Absolutely. We have 9 out of 10 progress. How about we bring this jump to a close? Why don't you roll 2d10 and we can finish this expedition. Sounds good to me. 5 and a 3 makes 8. 5 and a 3 are both under the 9, so that is a strong hit to finish your expedition. Awesome. Uh, you're going to mark some progress on your legacy track. Let me go to progress. And there is the legacy. We'll go another half. And uh, we've done it. We've come out the other side. Oh, incredible. So the first thing I think we should do is... Bef we can't really set a scene before we understand where we're at. And yeah, we I, got no idea. I, I think we're going to go ahead and spend some time creating a new sector. Uh, I'm going to duplicate 
our old sector. And I'm going to move us to this new sector. And then I'm going to wipe the slate clean and delete all this good stuff. So we now have a nice Beautiful. blank new sector. We are in the expanse. Um, maybe we should learn a little bit about the expanse. Let me find... Let's do it. Uh, the information here. So, not Oracle. We want... Whoops, too far. Um, duh. Set the scene. What is a sector? Okay, here we go. 104. Uh, we are going to build a new sector. Um... You could jump to a pre-generated sector if you want, but this will take about thirty or so minutes. Knowing us, let's do it. Let's let's really knock it out. What is this pre-gen stuff? We've never pre-gen before. Why start now? All right. So if we're in the expanse, it says it recommends that the number of settlements would be two. Uh, settlements okay. can be planet-side habitats, orbital stations, or deep space facilities. They offer a place for you to recuperate after your adventures in the Forge have taken their toll. More importantly, Ooh. settlements are a nexus for role-playing and quest opportunities. So, we're deciding that there are, like, hubs, like, genuine places that are inhabited, have cultures, and are thriving in some way. They're not just, like, right. these little space stations we've been coming across, right? Yeah. D did you want to say something? I was just, I love the idea of an orbital station being, uh, like, a huge part of this All right. uh, ring, All which right. I think I'm going to bring in at some point. So we like the idea, I'm going to open a new Word document and kind of have some wording here. So we like the idea of a orbital space station of some kind, and then what about a planet, like an inha inhabited planet? So I think... In my mind, at least, uh, I'll see what you think. I think that it'd be really cool to add to our challenges because we got a long way before we find a home for our tribe. What if, uh, you know, the, the last ring we came from was so full of dangerous planets. This ring that we've come to barely has planets. Okay. Um, so there is that big orbital station that figures is the, the main point of contact for or communities in this sector. Okay. And then there is one inhabited planet that's like vastly overpopulated is my idea. And then there's a few others, but they're really difficult to uh, colonize or, or to, you know, terraform or, uh, you know, complete anything that, that would help us out here. Gotcha. So, so what is your idea then in terms of, other than a space station, what's another... You know, we can make a roll for it if you want to kind of let the roles decide. Yes, but, let's decide on on the planet because if right. we've already decided on the station, we might as well put in something that we can. Uh, I, I see what you're saying. It's probably a planet, but let's kind of roll for it. All right, so yeah, settlement oracles are on page one sixty. Let's see. It is a. Let's see. Do we want to decide the planet or the settlement first? Let's decide the planet first, and then that might inform the settlement. Okay. We're going to go to the top of this. Uh, not the spaceborne peril. We want to decide planets. Roll a D100, and let's see okay. what funky planet we discover. We have got 
a 100. Oh, <laughs> interesting. So here you go. Uh, a 100 is a vital world. A Ooh, vital world. Interesting, right? So let's yeah. find out what a vital world is about here. Let's pull that up. Here we go. This diverse, life-bearing planet might provide some small measure of hope. <laughs> um, we can decide on the type of atmosphere. Okay. Roll a D100. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm telling you, these oracle rolls, it's like they can hear us. <laughs> it, it is quite How... freaky. Every time we do this. 96, a reverse nice... Ideal is the atmosphere. It is an ideal atmosphere. Oh my god. Alright, now I let's let's decide on settlements. It's gonna be very interesting if we get zero, but we are in the expanse. So if we get under 80, there are no settlements on this planet. Roll the D hundred. Let's see what happens. Is there any way that we could like side this one or at sure, least say sure. that we're not gonna roll a zero? Because in my mind, it's Incredibly vital planet. Yep. Incredibly perfect for all environment. Right. But this place has been settled. <laughs> I, okay. I, I mean, my my idea is that, like, yes, it would have been perfect for our tribe, but it is full, packed to the gills with gotcha. people. Uh, who, whoever's lived here has lived here for a long, long time, and there's no room for us on this place. So our options are an orbital settlement, a planet-side settlement, multiple settlements, and settlements in conflict. And maybe settlements in conflict is a, a good implication that, that it's full. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with settlements in conflict. Of all like, right. There are many nations, all of which do not get along. Got it. Let's do this. So we have a planet, a vital planet... Uh, has an ideal atmosphere, although how we could have a fully packed uh, uh, population and not be suffering uh, some kind of uh, uh, atmosphere uh, issue me, is interesting. Let me introduce you to planet Earth, my friend. We're, <laughs> we're going to fuck this thing up in a couple you know, centuries anyway. Yeah, I suppose we're, you're right that if, it, if... But then that's interesting. Okay, all right, all right. Let's Let's keep brainstorming. So we have the settlement trouble. Uh, the settlement okay. is in some kind of trouble is what we decided. Uh, yeah. But then let's decide what is observed from space. Give me another D100 roll. Ooh, I like that. I like that. What let's is observed from space? I almost rolled a D1005, so I'm not going to do that. I rolled another 100. Dude, this is crazy. Not. All right, let's see what we yeah. get. Um there is a precursor vault that is orbital. What? That's incredible. So this planet has a moon or something that is orbiting it that is a vault in and of itself. Yo, okay, I got an idea for our settlement conflict. All right. We are in conflict because everyone is fighting over who has... Uh, property ownership over the vault and it, who has right to open it is this like pandora like in uh yeah uh, yeah this is like borderlands borderlands yeah, exactly, borderlands yeah. all right so it's except it's just like instead of it being an inhospitable desert planet it's actually a quite it's an incredible place where everyone is fighting over who gets to be the trillionaire first okay so so everyone is trying to break into the vault or like 
do something like maybe I, I think it's ownership because i think it'd be interesting if the person who claims they have power now refuses to open the goddamn thing ah. either because they religiously you know worship it and think that inside are secrets no person was meant to know or you know for whatever reason the person who claims to know it now to own it now refuses to open the thing and there yeah. are like rebel insurgents or other countries that are are fighting to take over the right to open it i think it would make sense that the person that currently owns the vault might be a prominent member of the jungle or one of the other major organizations you know love that let let's make him uh like let's make jungle a major influence on this planet because then we can draw in some some interest with our our menace gotcha so so the 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 a we'll say prominent member of the jungle currently owns the vault is there a way is there a legitimate way that you can pass the vault on is it one of those things that he could pass it on to his heir or the heir could sell it to someone else like there are ways of transferring power I think there absolutely is. I think it's probably baked into their government. And maybe there is like, you, you know, like the passing of the crown and the, the, the you know, rod or whatever they call that. Um, like with each decree, there's a whole lot of pa uh, paperwork that goes into it. But there's also an actual key to the goddamn thing that whether okay, symbolic yeah. or not yeah. allows you into the vault. Okay, this is interesting because because like the Ironlanders might want nothing to do with this vault. This is just all cool yeah. world building at the moment. So yeah, exactly. All right, so God, let me go ahead. Keep going. I, I was just going to say, God knows we can probably come up with a reason why we get involved in that shit, even if it has nothing to do with us. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe there's there, there's a reason. I'm gonna put a big old Earth uh, in the middle of our map, symbolizing this is that planet. And uh, maybe I can find a metal moon or some kind of uh, weird icon for it. But either way, um, go ahead. You, you know what would be really interesting? I don't know if that this is going to run into each other. But we said we have two settlements, right? One is the orbital station and one is the planet. What if we made the vault uh, that orbits the planet e into that orbital station? And so, like... The two communities are connected, but the orbital station is a totally different place to live that is built onto the vault that orbits I see, this planet. I see, I see. What do you think? I think that's a cool idea. A part of me kind of wants an orbital station that is built for, you know, we're in the expanse and like people are out here for mining yeah. and, and exploration and stuff. I kind of like the idea of a... Um, an orbital station that's there for like all the the miners and the and the folks that are doing Ooh. all the hard work. I kind of feel like if you're going to own the vault, you're not going to let people kind of live and build stuff build on, on it. Build on it. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I like the idea of exploring what it's like to mine space too. So we let, let's go with that. You're all right. Totally right. So so we're, let, let's just finish up this planet because I like where this is going. So we've decided that there's a precursor vault that's orbiting it. Uh, let's decide the diversity of this planet. Well, give me another D100. And I think this is just going to the different biomes that we can find here. If you roll See, anything, is... if you roll a 91 or up, I'm going to freak out. 56. Okay. okay. So all I'm, right. taking a, I'm taking a break. There are three diverse biomes. So we'll say that there is, okay. you know, 
lush f- jungle. Well, give me another yeah. one. Uh, let's go with like idyllic plains, like beautiful green gla- uh, grass plains that go on for for miles. Grass plains, uh, maybe like uh, large swamp marsh areas. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with a swamp. And and uh, what else? Maybe beautiful seasides. Uh, yeah. Lots of uh, beachfront property. Yes, uh, I think that's perfect. I think like think like vacation resort, uh, uh, tropical paradises. All right, we've basically created the the Garden Planet of Naboo, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're so right. Shit, we accidentally Nabooed. Uh, oh, no. ac- accidentally? I didn't accidentally. We'll, we'll, this is incredible. We'll call this Banu for now. Yeah, uh, our planet, our planet Banu. Uh. And um, I think that's, you know, unless we want to talk more about what's going on with this planetside feature, life, planetside peril, planetside opportunity, um, I think we can kind of start talking about the other one. The uh, Yeah. I, okay. I think I have a name for this one, too, if Go we're ahead. not connected yeah. to Banu. No. I think we should call it, uh, and this may be a Vampire the Masquerade reference but it's all that's stuck in my head lately but i think we should call it enoch which is the biblical first city it's e-n-o-c-h and it was like considered to be a an outright paradise like a beautiful place to live where like like original utopia basically i think it, it works well with this place do we want to come up with a name for the vault is it called just uh the vault moon or the um Oh, we got to come up with a cool name because if the jungle is using it as like a religious front or political front to control people, then it has to have an image that's bigger than Enoch. Ah. Um, Oh, God. You know, Um, with this whole precursor vault vibe that we've been going with, you know, the last one was super trippy. Remember, it was like an MC Escher painting. It was always changing. And we definitely implied that it was probably created by aliens or another race. Um, I, I like the religious angle that like, maybe there's a legend that, um, maybe it's called Pandora. Maybe there's, maybe they think there's a treasure inside Ooh. or something like that. Um, or maybe oh, I it's love that. Shangri-La, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I love that. We could also try to roll for it. There might be some names. Uh, we can roll for it. Maybe it's going to give us something that, that's better than we're thinking. I also like... Giving it an ominous one-word name, like the relic or, or, or something like that, or which I know is pretty close to the vault already, but I'm brainstorming more than anything. Let's yeah, roll. Yeah, the relic's, the relic's good. Uh, let's see. Starship's characters, vault. Precursor, vaults. All right, let's see. Maybe rolling to define the vault will help us better understand... Um, I love that idea. You're so right. All right, first, what is the shape of it? Roll a d100. All right. It we might not have be a nine. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, practical or functional? So I suppose a a globe makes sense. Yeah. Um, practical yeah, or, or functional? We could do like a big cube. Uh, a cube or shapes, or or a big old pyramid. I like yeah. the idea of this big like Illuminati pyramid in the sky. What would make it practical? I guess it would make it practical if it was big enough, if it was like moon size, so it actually did promote uh, uh, a um, tides and seasons. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
you know what I would love too is okay, obviously this planet has a sun, right? Yeah. Maybe the the sun in this area is much more powerful than ours in, you know, in real life in okay. Earth. And so maybe whatever this vault is uh, provides shade for the planet. Like he's always in perfect orbit for casting shadow uh, enough to block out the incredible sun uh, in the sky. I mean, they still get sunshine, but they get the appropriate amount because it's filtered through this uh, like eclipsing uh, relic over the sky. So is the relic like a lens? Is it like a like a a, 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 a piece of diffusion or or you know, does it cut out the light? Is that what you're saying? Surge, I wasn't thinking that, but I think that's incredible. Yeah, I was thinking like shade, but lens makes so much more sense. I, I mean, I guess it's like not a lens because then we'd burn like ants, right? But No, like, no, it it's just, like a, a it filter. Just, yes, a filter. It's like a deflecting filter. Um, Interesting. For, and, and, for the planet. And it, may, it immediately makes me think, okay, these precursors built this vault... Uh, to help this planet kind of bring breed life, you know, it's it's a yeah. it's a it's a, a habitable planet because of the relic or because of this item. Yes. Oh, and it gives so much credence to what we put together with, you know, people using this relic as a reason for why they uh. should have power. Because then, you know, anytime the jungle is is challenged, they can say. Well, you can't go there. They're the only reason this planet is, uh, you know, alive is because of the, the relic or whatever, the vault. So we'll say that the, the relic is a precursor vault that is self-sustaining. Like, it just, it, it doesn't need anybody to operate. And it perfectly yeah. orbits the planet enough to give it a, um, I guess it, I guess it wouldn't really be a moon... But it would always cover the sun. So, like, if you were to look up at the sun, the sun would be heavily tinted by this thing. Yeah, it's almost like like shades, like sunglasses <laughs> around so, our. So atmosphere. it doesn't really rotate. It doesn't. It doesn't rotate the planet. It always is kind of oh. like geosynchronous, geosynchronously, right? Linked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that idea of like it is the ominous shape in the sky that never changes position. Um, I think that's rocking. So it, it keeps the uh, the the sun's intense rays from cooking the planet, um, and has clearly helped develop life on the planet. Uh, the whole planet itself is kind of part of the vault in a way. Maybe that's something people haven't realized that there's a connection between the vault and the planet. They're connected in in some way. Yeah. It's being kept alive for a reason or something like that. Exactly. All right. So we decided the shape. We don't really need to decide the the material. I mean, it's obviously like metallic or something like that. Yeah. I sort of like crystalline or glass-like because then that fits with our narrative of the, the filter, the shade. All right. So that... Do, are we saying that it's predominantly crystalline or glass-like? Like even, yeah. even the... I like the idea of it being like pearlescent or opalescent okay. where or, or translucent in that pearlescence as well of like the shining almost shaded diamond in the sky. Crystalline glass like uh, let's then decide the outer first look. Uh, we I, I just want to yeah. say that like 
playing this game with you is always so great. <laughs> it gives me an opportunity to come here and just spout off whatever acid trip is stuck in my head. Well, and then <laughs> I, I love to hear that. I mean, it's funny how, you know, just rolling a die and looking at a prompt will just suddenly a flood of thoughts will kind of come to you of, oh, it could be this and it could be connected in this way. It's really interesting. It really is, and I, I love it because it is sort of like an original content brainstorming device, so much of this game of, like, it is there absolutely to give you what it is, but it also is there to give you ideas of what it could be and yeah. what you're going to make it into. And the fact that, you know, we set some things up earlier in this, and now just seconds later we're like, oh, that's why yeah. that is. Yeah. Like, it's really cool to find out why we set our own bullshit, like. It's great. All right, let's make one final roll for this uh, this relic. Roll a d hundred. Let's see what the outer first look is. Maybe there's something interesting about the outer first look. A thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Energy core or conduit. Energy core <laughs> or conduit. I mean, maybe honestly, maybe the thing is powered by the sun. Like, why wouldn't it? It absorbs. The yeah. sun and then filters out, you know, all the bad radiation stuff. Maybe it absorbs that radiation. Oh, what if there's like a permanent sun flare that sort of shot at that pyramid at all times? And so, like, you you do get this picture of a beam oh. from the sun that's firing and then focal pointing into the pyramid and then being diverted through the filter. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I like the idea of... That's why this lens is here, or at least why th scientists have theorized why it's here, is because there are a lot of uh, sun flares, a lot of sun flare-ups, and they would be devastating to the planet if it wasn't for this thing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, now I'm trying to think of, like, a name, like... Because now you just mentioned something about, like, seeing the lens flares. Like, what if... What if you could see those flares in the lens and sometimes it looked like a a person or a creature or something you know i'm thinking of the phoenix Ooh, or i'm thinking God, of uh, yeah it, you know it becomes okay. symbolic in that way like oh some right. you know some some image is appearing oh i love that if you want 51 oh. or greater it's a person 51 or less it's a it's a creature image or something like that yeah let's decide that all right roll a d100 Okay, it's, it's, a, it's a person, It's I a guess. person. It's a person. It seems that every few years or months or something, there's a flare. Uh, it looks like you I, want to say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I want you to finish your thought. But, no, no, I'm done. Go uh, ahead. Okay, I had like a brain blast of like, what if part of the reason why no one has decided to open this damn thing is because they think they're waiting for some profit? Um... Like the person that flares up in this uh, the sun flare against the pyramid, what if they're waiting for that person to reveal themselves, and that's why the vault hasn't been opened? Ah, okay. something, and it couldn't even like it doesn't even have to be true necessarily. But what if that runs back to part of the reason why some people don't want to open this thing is, you know, they they want to know who this prophet from the skies uh, is. To, to quote Eli there. Prophet who is destined to open the vault. Uh, but people still kind of pass it on uh, and own it, but nobody ever goes into it. Okay, yeah. interesting. All right. 
Um, I think we've kind of done all that we should do, and I think we just need to define this orbital space station and mm-hmm. maybe make a final roll to kind of bring the session to a close. We're very close. Sounds good to me. So the first thing we want to do is we want to talk about the orbital station. Let's go to... Here, let me find... 144... Alright, we want... We don't want planets. Let's see if we can find a settlement. Settlement name. Starships. Starship mission... We could be, it could be like a big starship. Um, a derelict. It could be a derelict. It could be like a giant uh, meteor that was, I don't know, once uh, inhabited or something. It might be a little bit too much precursor stuff. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to find something other than settlement starship. It might have to be a settlement. Let's go to page 160. And just let's decide. It's an orbital settlement. And let's roll a D100 to determine the first look of this place. Okay. First look. A 69. Nice. All day long rolling those 69s. Uh, it is. <laughs> it has rustic architecture. Rustic architecture. <laughs> so, so this is funny because... This goes in line with what I was thinking before I could even voice it. Oh, really? But I was thinking, like, intergalactic truck stop or rest stop. (laughs) Where, like, just like you were saying, this is where all of the miners meet up. And maybe there's even, like, a mine shaft down to a planet where they're doing a huge amount of the mining. Uh But the actual station is where everyone comes to take their breaks or to rest or to sleep or to live, whatever it is. And it's like space truckers, you know? It's space, uh, you, you know, cowboy bebop uh, space western. So it's it's rustic in the sense that it's well lived in and there is, uh, you know, probably a lot of, like, you know, random, like, creature heads on the wall that people have hunted and yeah, leather it, chairs. Yeah. It's about as blue collar as you can get in space. Gotcha. As you can get into the in the expanse. Uh, let's yeah, I mean, let's roll the authority. Let's decide what the authority is like on this. Roll a d hundred. Thirty two. Dirty two. They are tolerant. The authority okay. here is tolerant. That's good. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna make a little. Up oh, there's our orbital space station. The authority is tolerant, and what what was our last decision? It was a rustic. Yeah, rustic. Rustic, rustic truck stop architecture. I even like the idea of maybe it has its own atmosphere, and so like you can build like less traditional things on it. Like you could see like houses built into it. Like maybe like imagine oh. like a. A disc-like, you know, like a top. Yeah. When you think of like a spinning top. But there's like buildings and stuff built on it. Because it's it kind of has its own gravity and its own orbit and its own atmosphere. Its own like terraformed place of living. I love that. I love that to death. Let's so it, yeah, it. it just doesn't at all look like a, what you would expect a space station to look like. Um, 
We could decide the initial contact. Um, that would be... We haven't gotten there yet, but maybe we can just decide what their personalities are like. Ro- roll a d100. Alright. And we might have to ignore this, but let's just see what we get. A 98. It says... Derelict. Uh, derelict meaning I'm not sure what. Uh, maybe it's built on a derelict station, but we could also just ignore that. Yeah. If you're not feeling anything about that. I don't know. I think there could be something said about, like, maybe this used to be a happening place, but now it's sort of a ghost town. There are still people there, and there are still miners, but maybe derelict means that the mine has gone dry. Yeah, and maybe and that rustic... Up yeah, and left. And the rustic architecture also kind of symbolizes... It's just a little rundown... Uh, yeah. Maybe not derelict literally, like it's an ancient ship, but maybe it's just been around a long time, and you know, no, yeah. it, it, no ship has come out to the expanse to kind of refurbish it or anything, so it's old. Yeah, uh, you, you know, think of like a gold rush town that ran out of gold. Yes, like, yes. It, we we were famous one day, and we've got a museum to it at the end of the hall, but we're not <laughs> that anymore. Um, we have settlement projects. We did kind of decide that this was a, a frontier town, uh, a trading town. So we can kind of just decide that if we want to keep with that. So it's a trading uh, outpost. But I'm sure there's lodging and all kinds of stuff. Let's decide a settlement trouble. Roll a d100 and see if this trouble makes it any more interesting to us. Okay. Let's see. There we go. It is a 93. Rolling high today. I know. All right. Not when I need it. 93, roll twice. So roll two more D-100s, and those are going to be the settlement troubles. All right. (laughs) We're in a lot of trouble. We're going to get two. A 73 and a 97. 73, strange phenomenon. But a 97, roll twice. Okay. So we have a lot of interesting (laughs) elements. Oh, shit. Yeah. Give me another 2D100. Got it. A 37 and a 14. 37, okay, a 14, clash of cultures. I'm just okay. I'm just writing these down. Clash of cultures, and then with uh, what was it? Thirty-seven. Was the other one? Yes, thirty-seven was the other one. Hazardous environment. So we have a strange phenomenon, a clash of cultures, and a hostile environment. Wow. Maybe the strange phenomenon is creating the hostile environment that is making yeah. the culture clash. Let's like let's really give this like a <laughs> a TTRPG like quest town vibe. All right, right, all right. So we've already established that the the mine ran dry, right? Yeah. Maybe it ran dry because down in the mine shaft of this planet that they've been, you know, taking for years because this is the big gold rush orbital station yeah. that's going to make everybody rich. Maybe they broke into something they shouldn't have. <laughs> and they found a pocket within the core of that world that unleashed something they couldn't stop. Hmm. 
And so now there's a whole portion of the orbital station that no one goes to. Oh, like, interesting. You know, no one says, you, you know, you can't go past floor 60 or whatever because that belongs to the entity or whatever it is. Um, and that clash of cultures is that whatever that is, is coming after the rest of the orbital station. Absolutely. And it does support the whole derelict aspect that we described of the ship. Like a whole half of it just isn't useful anymore. Yeah. This strange phenomenon, a clash of cultures in a hostile environment. Yeah, obviously the environment is now hostile. There, Something was unleashed that hurt, attacks people or kills people. Um, I'm getting like ghost vibes. I'm getting like... Uh, yeah. Uh, what was that Final Fantasy movie? The Spirits Within or something like that, you know? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So oh, man. maybe the clash of cultures is also like limited resources. What do we do next? There's just a lot of disagreement about what is done. Ooh, so, okay. So we had a tolerable uh, like government, right? Yes. Let's just stick with this whole space Western that we've set up, right? Maybe there is like a deputized uh, like law enforcement that has become in charge of the orbital station since they lost their mayor or governor or company lead. What, whoever was in charge before is gone, and now the only ones left is this community-elected official. I see. And that official is getting so much flack from two different parties within the orbital station. One that believes we should go down and kill this thing, and the other that believes that we should, uh, you know, do everything we can to separate ourselves from the station, that we should leave. I see. One side thinks we should survive. Maybe even talks of, like, leaving the derelict. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah so they're and, and, and tolerant is maybe he implying that he's trying to keep the peace or trying to just strike a balance? Exactly. He's trying to do what's best for both parties. That still keeps the orbital station alive. Okay, so this is interesting. So we come into a sector where there is this planet of Enoch, and there is the orbital station, which we can decide what the name is. But the orbital <laughs> station is kind of in peril. Uh, I would imagine a lot of people are trying to think about what to do. It's probably like the, the 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 talk of the sector is is this issue yeah. with the orbital station. Let's decide the name of the orbital station. Do you have a, a good idea in mind? Oh no, I don't. <laughs> I wish I did. What could we? I think there are roles for this, but let's see. Oh, settlement name. Here we go. Roll a d hundred. Oh, there we go. <laughs> let's do it. We got everything in this book. Uh, 99. 99. <laughs> I don't know what's happening today. Wayland. W-E-Y-L-A-N-D. Wayland. Wayland. Okay. Uh, Wayland Station. Wayland Station is what we'll call it. Maybe Wayland is uh, the first family that, you know, initiated. Maybe it's the Wayland Company or something that started the mine. Do you do um, you realize, Caleb, that Wayland is the name of Wayland-Yutani, the alien uh, company? The company oh, and no. alien? Yeah, their name is Wayland. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Oh. <laughs> I, I want to go, go back on the, on the ghost stuff. You're so right. Oh, my God. I yeah, mean... Known as the company. I've only known it as the company. I didn't even realize. Yeah, Wayland yutani is, is the full name of the company that, you know, settles on the alien planet and all that stuff. We 
have to lean into this. Okay, now. <laughs> all right. It's it's got to be face huggers and aliens. We're just yeah, adopting 100%. all the sci-fi tropes in yeah, our yeah. Star Force. We, we've got Borderlands and Naboo on yes. one side. <laughs> we've got Alien on the other. Okay, so um, strange phenomenon. Um, I think should be a little bit more than just aliens, though. Maybe the strange phenomenon oh, totally. is. Uh, like we can't breathe their atmosphere or they're maybe they're invisible and so the strange phenomenon is like strange like shifting patterns and stuff let's let's make it like um i know i'm just stealing more material but what is a dm unless uh he's stealing something right yeah um uh, they're stealing something uh we should do it like it's uh the thing um oh th whatever these things are they can take people. They can become, uh, they're like parasites. They can infest people in the station. Maybe the strange phenomenon is that people are disappearing, but then reappearing or. Yeah. And oh, they're not the same. They're, they're, they're imposters they're in some way. Yeah. Strange phenomena is people are disappearing and becoming, uh, uh, uh pod people or, 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 or mimics of themselves. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's like, it's not even a good mimic. Um, like, I like the idea of, it's sort of like, a, like, skinwalker folklore, or like, body changer idea of like, the, the doppelgangers think that they have a strong grasp on what humanity is, but it's this warped perception. Um, so it's sort of like Uncanny Valley when they come back. All right, all right, um. <laughs> all right, all right. Let, 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 I, I want to lean into this because there's an episode of Star Trek Voyager where oh. the the ship, everyone on the ship doesn't realize that they are, they're basically a mimic of the real ship and all the real crew. Oh. And it's like a planet that like, copied the ship and like sent a, a copy of itself off but the farther away it gets it the deteriorates so what if like what? people are disappearing coming back but then like a few days later they melt in the mud or something like that like they're oh god like that's incredible yeah like the mimics are the doppelgangers are not fully realized but they think they're themselves uh, this is maybe getting too convoluted but i i, I love this idea of like Okay, so they do deteriorate and they they fall apart, but they're also sort of like naturally uh, uh, dangerous, very dangerous to be around in terms of personality. Uh, maybe when as they, they deteriorate, come... they go crazy or something. Exactly right, and I think that maybe it's a part of the community that it has become normal that if someone comes back and they're not themselves, that you're not supposed to draw attention to it like there are these people who are are changed completely by the situation but the minute that they're called out as being oh. whatever that other thing is oh. they become manic and they attack and they take over and you know. that's a that's a terrifying uh, existen existential like situation because like i know you've come back from disappearing for a couple of days you're probably a doppelganger but if i bring it to your attention then I could you, you, lose my life on your reaction. Oh, that's like, that's a weird setup. I really like that. That's interesting. Okay. 
it's it's great if we get involved too because then you have this character of the law enforcement whoever that is yeah. and then us involved of like how are we going to navigate who's who and whether we accuse them of such and you know well i think we find ourselves having created our sector we have to uh, think about the fact that the stargate is one of these uh, elements of this sector uh, probably a Stargate that has not been used in a very long time. And so it's pretty unusual that it opens up and a ship comes out of it. Let's yeah. say that um, the ship comes out and maybe we do a scan of the sector or maybe not. But the point is is that we could go to either of these places or we could explore mm -hmm. other elements of the Expanse. We'll figure that right. out next session. Yeah. But I think we have a very interesting sector to play with. Yeah, I'm really excited for whatever the rest of our crew does with it. Yeah, uh, we still need to find a new home. Whether we find it in this sector is uh, up for grabs. The other thing is we have to find the other Stargate if we aren't happy with this sector. You know what I mean? So Very true. There's, there's lots more to do. Well, I think that was an incredible session of... World building and uh, and playing. Thank you, Caleb. Of course. Thank you for having me. Uh, guys, thank you for watching us. I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, seeing the way Starforge works and all the fun, creative stuff you can do with the engine. If you like Starforged, uh, definitely check out uh, the Kickstarter, which I think you can still buy uh, into. Yep. Uh, check out Iron Sworn. They are uh, amazing. I believe, let's see... IronswornRPG.com is where you want to go if you want to buy uh, a copy of this. Thank you to Sirenscape and Tabletop Audio who has been doing or allowing us to use our audio or our music for all of this. Um, Caleb, what do we have coming up that we should mention? Oh, man. I mean, the the most notable thing and the thing I'm most excited about is our Orpheus stream. Yeah. It's going to be coming up in September with uh, Vince from Black Project Gaming. He's We're going be... to be playing... He's going to yeah, be he's going to be yamming for us, which is incredible to think. I mean, I know we've played uh, a game with him before, and that was one of my favorite uh, sort of alternative projects we've done. But I'm really excited to see him behind this project because he's going to be doing World of Darkness's uh, Orpheus, which is a lesser-known version of the, the World of Darkness sort of wraith environment. Um, and it's a, a self-contained adventure, which is going to yeah. take over... You know, basically, I, I think it's a, a couple source books that we're going to go through um, in session for about a year that we'll be playing this. And it, it will be the first time that anyone's attempted to do all of it on stream for people to watch. And I'm really excited to, to go through that. There's going to be seven players as well. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be wild. Uh, very important as well is this Friday, Eli is running a new Ashoka one-shot I'm very excited yeah. for that. I'm very excited to see what lore we learn about Ashoka in this one shot. Uh, I'm really, really excited. They let me play a uh, elf in Ashoka for the first <laughs> time. So nice. Uh, yeah, we'll get to see those big old uh, cheeks <laughs> clapping. Uh, so we have you, we have Zakia, and we have some folks from Cast Die Podcast. Absolutely. We also have Lex, our, our resident oh, awesome. Thembo from Twitter, coming through and. So we're, we're going to have that beautiful Mayday cast die and, and uh, Titanomachy. I hope I said that correct. I think you are. I think you're um, saying it right. 
but we're going to have that great conglomeration. I mean, the best people uh, ever. I mean, Lex is a saint. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. Um, folks, if you enjoy what we do, remember we do have a Patreon uh, or you can uh, subscribe to us on Twitch. Either one would be a lovely way of supporting us. Guys, thank you again. Uh, thank you, Caleb, for another great session. Of oh, course. I always forget this until the very last roll. Oh. <laughs> roll a d6 and let's see who comes next. Uh, we'll right. say one is, we'll just go alphabetical, Aaron, Allegra, okay. uh, Amanda, and then there's you and Eli mm-hmm. and yeah. Zakia. Okay. Uh, four. So who did I mean? say? One, two, three. <laughs> I think it was Eli. I think Eli is who I said because it was okay. Aaron, oh. Allegra, Amanda, Eli. Eli is going to knock this out of the sky. I cannot wait to see where they go and what they do. So. Absolutely. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs>